You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 210, book excerpt, Where the Vultures Gather. You know, one of the things I've been trying to do on leading and learning is keep you updated on my writing process because I'm learning as I go and I talk to a lot of authors. I know there's authors that that listen to the podcast and I'm always trying to learn from other authors. And, you know, when when I learn things myself, I try and pass that along. But one of the things I've tried to do is is to also kind of let you see where I'm at in the writing process. And um, you know, most of you know that I've started writing fiction along with a lot of the nonfiction I've written. And uh, the series is called the Zombie Terror War series. It's a action adventure series. Um, probably would be called uh, thrillers as well. But, uh, you know, fast-paced, a lot of action. I pull from uh, my law enforcement career for a lot of the things that you'll find in there. Um, real, realistic, it, it, obviously, except for the zombies. But uh, there, there's a lot of realism. It's it's very gritty, and um, man, there's even a love story kind of woven in. But um, I, what I've been trying to do is, as I've gone along, is to give you some excerpts to let you know where I'm at in the writing process, to even talk about it, to kind of help you as as you may want to um, you know write yourself, because uh, so many people have books inside of them, whether it's a fiction book or a nonfiction book. So. Anyway, that's what we're doing here. So this this show today is brought to you, just let you know up front, is brought to you by my uh, the, the previous book in the series, book five of the Zombie Terror War series, Climbing Out of the Ruins. And uh, this was a um, just an incredible story to write. I've heard so much great feedback from it. Um, lots of action and adventure. Um, again, there's love story wo- woven in, and the, uh, the the comments that I get on Amazon are, are just so um, really rewarding, and, and I really appreciate them, um, just knowing that people are reading, but I actually people appreciate. One uh, fellow wrote about one of the, the books in this series. He said, as a, as, a, as a military guy myself, the author gets it right, and you know, that made me feel great because... I really do try to to get it right as far as the tactics, the weapons, and uh, and those types of things. So anyway, check out Climbing Out of the Ruins. That was book five. But now I'm going to let you have a little taste of book six, Where the Vultures Gather. Now let me tell you up front, this is from the first draft. There's been some editing and revision done, but um, it's still fairly rough. I'm still working through... Um, finishing the first draft, and it should be um, actually published. I'm shooting for uh, probably a mid-June publishing date. So 
Without further ado, here's an excerpt from the first chapter of Where the Vultures Gather. When the van had stopped in front of his home, McCain watched from the window, waiting to see if it was anyone he knew. As the passenger and sliding doors opened, disgorging five armed men, however, he had sprung into action. What the hell's going on, he thought, instinctively reaching for the case containing his M4. The rifle had seen him through many firefights. The problem, however, was that it was inside the canvas bag and was unloaded. The federal law enforcement officer quickly shifted to plan B, reaching behind the door of his office and retrieving his Benelli Super 90 tactical shotgun. Chuck had several guns stashed around his house, the shotgun residing in the office. He pulled the charging handle to the rear and let it slam forward, ch chambering a 12-gauge shell, and then moved out into the hallway towards the top of the stairs as he heard his front door crash open. It was only 10 feet from the entrance to the base of the stairs. McCain raised the shotgun as a figure carrying an AR-15 materialized below him. Chuck triggered the Benelli, a blast of double-alt buckshot catching the intruder in the center of the chest. Another gunman was suddenly next to the one that he had just shot. Bad guy number two had an AK-47 and fired a five-round burst up the stairs as McCain fired again, this time sending a load of number four buckshot into AK man's face. In loading the Super 90, Chuck had alternated between double-alt and number four buck to cause the maximum amount of devastation on anyone foolish enough to invade his home. Double Alt Buck contained eight 30 caliber pellets, while number four released 27 25 caliber pellets. The invaders' AK rounds had struck the top two steps, sending wood fragments flying. However, the buckshot exploded the Mexican's head and he collapsed to the floor. Something slammed into Chuck's face, staggering him momentarily, but he couldn't stop to check it now. Two more invaders stepped into view, one aiming a shotgun, the other a pistol. The first bad guy was still standing, even though McCain could see a gaping hole in his chest where the double-aught had hit him. The AR-15 fired a full auto burst, the bullets striking the wall next to Chuck, sheetrock dust filling the air. That's an M16, the officer realized as the wounded gunman moved the rifle a few inches, trying to line up the Gringo Federale. Chuck sighted him on M16 man, the buckshot hitting him in the forehead, removing the top of his skull. McCain fired a quick shot at the other gunman and then scurried back down the hallway to his and Beth's bedroom. It seemed counterintuitive to move during a gunfight when people were shooting at you. Staying in the same place, however, was a recipe for getting shot, especially when the bad guys had fully automatic rifles. A shotgun boomed from the living room, buckshot smashing into the wall near the master bedroom, more dust exploding outwards. McCain could now feel blood dripping down his face from where he had been struck earlier, and the sheetrock dust stung his eyes and lungs. A voice barked an order in Spanish, and suddenly someone rushed up the steps. Chuck dropped to his knees in the doorway just as a heavily tattooed Hispanic male topped the stairs, aiming a pump-action shotgun in front of him. McCain's shot caught him at an upward angle under the chin. 
blowing the top of his head, hair, and brains all over the ceiling in Chuck's hallway. The body fell backwards, slamming loudly down the steps, coming to rest near the last two living cartel hitmen. The police officer quickly pulled three shotgun shells off the side side saddle ammo holder on the Benelli and fed them into the magazine tube. He then stood and slowly edged towards the top of the staircase, ready to go on the offensive. A slim man with a pencil-thin mustache was pointing a pistol up the stairs. The intruder fired the 9mm bullet, narrowly missing McCain, as the officer managed to squeeze off a shot before retreating again down the hallway. The 27 pellets punched through the walls, sending sheetrock and wood fragments into the mustached man. A few of the number 4 buck pellets also found the last gunman taking cover behind the wall. The dust blinded Jose, and he could feel the blood dripping down his cheek and arm. Jaime was wounded as well, and the bodies of their three comrades lay nearby. They would have to get the gringo another time, Jose realized. But for now, it was time to leave. The cartel team leader fired two more shots around the corner and then pushed Jaime out the door. The pistol rounds hit high on the wall to his left, and Chuck heard the footsteps pounding across his hardwood floors, towards the door. The big man moved quickly but cautiously down the stairs, stepping over the last gunman that he had killed. He crouched and did a quick peek around the corner, only to see the two last assailants fleeing across his yard to the waiting van. McCain hurried after them, raising the medallion, firing at the back of the man with a thin mustache. He staggered but did not go down, managing to turn and fire his Sig Sauer at Chuck. McCain fired until the shotgun was empty, dropped it to the grass, drew his own pistol, and stepped to the left out of the gunman's line of fire. Chuck started pumping out 9mm hollow points as fast as his finger could pull the trigger. Mustache Man jerked again as he dove into the back of the van, and at least one of his rounds hit the second intruder as well. But his companion grabbed him, pulling him into the now-moving vehicle. McCain started running after the van, continuing to fire until the Glock locked open. He dumped the empty magazine, snatching a fresh one off of his duty belt, slamming it into the pistol and bringing the gun back up on target as he chased the escaping vehicle. By now, though, the van was racing out of his neighborhood, and Chuck had to stop shooting for fear of hitting one of his neighbor's homes. Well, as I said, that's from chapter 1 of Where the Vultures Gather. So if that sounds exciting to you, keep keep your ear out for uh, the release. Um, this is uh, you know a pretty fast-moving book, and this is, <laughs> if this excerpt gives you any idea, there's a lot of action included in this book. Um, as you heard, there's some uh, uh, dealings with a, a Mexican cartel, and of course there are still plenty of zombies that have to be dealt with. So keep listening. And if you haven't read any of the other five of the Zombie Terror War series, by all means, check them out. Go to uh, davidspell.com. At the top, there's a link that says uh, resources or books. It'll take you to the page where you can see all of my books, or you can look me up on Amazon. They're all available there. Well, listen, I hope you enjoyed that excerpt. By all means, check out my other books. 
And until next time, this is David Spell thanking you for being with me at Leading and Learning. Thank you.